everybody, and welcome to Casa Loud Chat, a podcast dedicated to Nickelodeon's The Casa Grandes and the Loud House Universe. And I'm your host, Sunny. And welcome to episode 49 of Casa Loud Chats. And I just realized I looked at the number 49. That means the next episode I do my show is going to be the 50th, so I don't know what I'm going to do for that. But it is exciting. I've my 49th episode of the show. But today on this episode, I'm not actually alone in talking about, uh, we're going to be talking about the brand new episodes of The Loud House and The Casa Grandes that aired at the end of March. So we got new episodes at the end of March, of course, and we're going to be talking about them here. And I'm not alone in talking about these episodes. I have a very special first-time guest on Casa Loud Chats today. You may know this person over on Twitter. He does some amazing art in the fandom, of course, that I've known him for a very long time. He's been on a pi- another podcast, but of course, he's my first-time guest on my show is the real Gilbert Gann or Bert. Welcome to my show, Bert. Thanks. I'm doing good except for this whole corona. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are all still <laughs> experiencing the second part of COVID, but I think we're yeah. all doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's been like what now it's been a year since COVID happened. That's that's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard for us here. Yeah, but I hope you're I hope you're doing well. Yeah, yeah, we are. Good, good to hear. So, so Bert, uh, I obviously there are people who know who you are, but some people might not not know who you are. So, I'd like you to give a little introduction about our about yourself to our audience. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Right. For those of you who may not know me, my name is Gilbert Gunn, and I've been an artist since 2016, and I'm. I've been a fan of The Loud House since circa 2018-2019 after watching the first episode of the fourth season premiere of The Loud House, introducing the Casa Grande arc featuring Ronnie and Santiago. Oh. If you want to know who got me into the interest of art, I can tell you. It, it all started when I got my influence with Ashley Michelle Simpson, a Canadian artist who, who you may know had worked for Disney, specifically for Phineas and Ferb. And, and that, since then, her influence got me into art. Although I may not tell it because <laughs> it's been a few years since I have no contacts with her since. So, but those who actually comforted me, who got me into the Loud House, is Christina Pacelli herself. Because I've been a fan of Blue and Love for a while. And, mm, excuse me. I've been a fan of The Loud House because of Blue and Loud. And that's all you want to know about me. If you want to. S- so, that's it. To this day, I've been into the fan of The Loud House to this day. That's awesome. I mean, you said your, fir- your first introduction to the show was through the Casa Grande arc? Yeah. How did how did that feel of like your first experience with the show was actually with the set the well the now they have their own show, but like what well, what was that feeling of experiencing watching the show where it's like, who are these characters? Like I thought the Loud House was about this boy with ten sisters. Why am I watching, you know, a a, a Hispanic girl and her uh you know Mexican American family like you know like taking over the show? Like what was that experience like seeing the show from a different perspective? I'll be honest, at first I was at 
at first I wasn't really interested in the lighthouse because that's my first point of view because is that I wasn't really interested with it because of the LGBT content that it has until when I learned with the Loud House and seeing mm -hmm. Sam Sharp before the Casa Grande arc that really got me into it because the one I was actually interested with Alice Stoner who voices Sam two I actually got influenced with the Loud House with Sid Chang and three, that I went all the way with the Loud House because I also relate to Lynn Loud's early life during middle school. Oh, that's cool. I mean, I a lot of fan, a lot of people, a lot of the guests I've, I've had on the show are are big fans of Lynn. I see why she's a very appealing and popular <laughs> character, and of course Sid. I mean, Sid is the best, one yeah. of the best characters on the Casagrandes, naturally. You know. <laughs> Many fans love the floof. They do. They do love the floof. And I, I, I obviously you're a big fan of Wan, and we're going to be talking about a Wan episode on the show, so That's you're probably excited. Yes, yeah. Uh, of course, you were on, you've been on, on Loud Casa Talks a, um, a bunch <laughs> before, so you're going to be talking about these episodes again. So, hope you don't. <laughs> hope you're disconnected at home. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I hope I don't, I, 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 I don't like make you feel like you're repeating yourself, or it's like, oh, I got to talk about these episodes again. <laughs> <laughs> I never pissed myself. And also, yeah, I felt bad for you being disconnected on some of the episodes. Because, yeah, that was that was kind of bad. But, you know, I, I enjoyed you being yeah. on that podcast, of course. I'm going to be on yeah, it. Uh, I'm going to be on it, actually, on Sunday. We're going to be talking about continuity yeah. in the show. <laughs> and it's on, on Twitter. Yeah, so the thing was, uh, the guys, <laughs> uh, they know me, they told me that they're doing an episode on continuity. And I told them on Discord, I'm like, you're doing an episode of continuity without me. The continuity was that person. Are you serious, guys? You did not think to invite me, the person who studied the continuity on the show forever, to be on an episode about continuity. And then Nate was like, oh, I was going to invite you, but I didn't know if you were available. I'm like, I will drop everything to be on this episode. Yeah, I, I even left a Q&A. I also left a Q&A on their tweet, and specifically that would be a question for Omid, because I'm sure he's going to be peeved with the continuity of the show. Oh man, <laughs> when me sure and Omid are going to be on the same episode, butting heads about continuity, <laughs> it's going to be a fun show. <laughs> Just... I'm sure I'm sure Omid is going to be peeved in that episode soon <laughs> oh yeah i just i love his reactions to every episode every time it's Obi's turn it's like there <laughs> it's great it's great i hope he's hearing this if they don't mean you're listening to this you guys do great on your show of course we, yeah, we're all we're all buddies on podcasts <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah so um let's get back to my show of course but um <laughs> so um to get back to my show, of course. Uh, so, as I said at the top of the show, there were four brand new episodes of The Loud House and The Casa Grande that aired uh, in March. And of course, we're going to be getting right to... Yeah. And of course, we'll be getting right to them because as of this week, there is no news for both shows as we are on hiatus for the entire month of April, sadly. There were, there were new episodes that aired in the UK, the Lynn and Lola episodes, but I won't talk about them here because they were leaked 
not official <laughs> release to the U.S. Obviously, so we won't talk about them here. Just the official episodes that aired in the U.S. from from the week in March, not those leaked ones, of course. Not until not the end. Yeah, no, not go to ahead. Mention, not to mention, just a month away, the Loud House turns five people. Exactly. Five. Yeah. yeah it, it's going to be very exciting once the show turns five. I think that's going to be the loudest milestone. Yeah, yeah, it's a big milestone. And that week, the Casa Grande, uh, graph, the first graphic novel for the Casa Grandes comes out that week too. So we're going to be celebrating the fifth anniversary for sure. I'm hoping maybe I might do something special for the fifth anniversary for my 50th episode of the show. Let's just do that. <laughs> well, I'd be doing some commemorative stickers as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's just jump into the episodes then, shall we? Uh, all right. Let's do it. All right. So we're going to talk about The Loud House first, of course. And we're going to be talking about an episode with one of your favorite characters, of course, Wan Loud. As we jump right into the, what was now the, was the quadruple, or the saga of the, the April Fool's saga now. As we have four episodes of April Fool's now, of course. So let's talk about the first episode, yeah. which is Silence of the Wands. Or should I call Frank Mania, guys? Frank Mania? I should have called this Frank Mania. I like that. Prank Mania. I like that. That sounds like WrestleMania, but yeah. Prank Let's Mania let that catch on. Yes. So Silence <laughs> of the Wands. Uh, with Will Land locked in the cell in the basement, who is responsible for the April Fool's Day pranks this year? So, uh, so Bert, I want to ask you a quick question, since Wan is your favorite, of course. Um, yeah. How do you, you feel about... Um, how do you feel about getting the next April Fool's episode? <laughs> I was actually hyped. I was actually hyped because the last time we saw Luan doing some April Fools, or should I call this Prank Mania, was on Fool Me Twice. And since then, she did stop pranking. <laughs> Why? Because in that last scene of the episode, they, his, his parents and her parents and siblings pretended that they're going to move to Florida after what she did to them. So I say that in the end it was actually karma, but no. Luan deserved what she got. She already swore that she didn't want to do any more April Fool's prank ever again. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember with that episode, I thought Luan would, because she promised to stop pranking, but in reality, she didn't really stop pranking because there would be episodes where like she'd do a prank in the background like i remember in the episode with with lynn senior and lola in the beginning Luann had to like go to the store to buy more bananas because she did a prank on lincoln so technically she didn't stop pranking she just promised not to do it on april fool's day that's why we get yeah. we got the return of the april fool's episodes <laughs> she would really stop on prank mania which is april 1st yeah, yeah, but of course now we know she's not going to stop pranking. But uh, another question I want to ask you about the episode before I ask you your overall thoughts. So, Luann wasn't the prankster of this episode, of course. It was a certain yeah. other loud that yeah. most of us weren't expecting to be the actual prankster. So, Bert, not tough. yeah, no, so we know we knew it. We didn't. I didn't knew it was coming because it turns out. It was actually the youngest sibling in the house, Lily Loud the toddler, who yeah. turned out to be the perpetrator of all this prank mania itself. I didn't even know how she was able 
to turn the entire house to a lethal comedy death trap alone, single-handedly, even Vanzilla in the process. And yeah. I don't even know why. <laughs> yes, I was going to ask you, what did you think of the twist of Lily being the prankster? What did you think of that? Again, like I, like I said last time in the Loud Casa Talks with Nate and Omid, when I saw it, when I showed her in the camera, <laughs> she's the mastermind. Lily's freaking evil. Yeah, I. <laughs> she's freaking evil. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I want to say I like the twist, but I also dislike the twist. That's the thing. Like, uh, I'm so on calm. edge about it because, like. I don't want to believe that Lil- like, the reason that Lily did all of this was because she wanted Lynn to start pranking again, and I- I don't like the implication of that, because, like, Lily, you're hurting- like, Lynn and Lily, you're both hurting your family, you're torturing them yeah, on the worst day of the year, and you want Lynn <laughs> to keep doing this? You want her to keep torturing your family? Like, really? I know. I, know. I mean, okay, I guess. <laughs> Even to the point that Lynn Sr. couldn't even speak very yeah, well. Yeah, like your own, your father is like, like going mentally like, crazy. <laughs> and you want like, this to keep going? Like seriously, Lily? Like what the heck? Intelligibly. Unintelligibly. Uh, yeah, I mean, Lily is, like, from what we've seen of Lily, like, her spotlight episode at any given Sunday, she is pretty smart. Don't est don't underestimate yeah. that baby. I swear, <laughs> she yeah. is very smart. Yeah, you don't underestimate a little toddler like Lily, who's very smart and creative. Yeah, but Remember? I'm like I'm like you. I don't know how she came up with all this this elaborate plan. Got Fanzilla to start. Used a remote to start Fanzilla. Like, there's so many things that I question. That I feel like. I still think my my headcanon is that Luann was actually playing along and she she knew that Lily was doing this the whole time. I believe Luann put her up to this. I don't believe it was a fake out, you know? I believe I believe well, Luann trained her. Well, for me, I've been seeing some scenes that were Lily's schemes, such as Come Sail Away and Any Given Sunday, where she tried to plant some schemes in trying to control her family. Like, wow. How is Lily in her age be able to come up with some plan to control her her own siblings in any given Sunday. That's just weird. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But like, I feel like with the ending, I feel like something was missing with the whole Lily liking pricing. Like, I guess she's a toddler now. Like, as a baby, yeah, she probably find it. Yeah, like she's as like a two years old. Right, yeah. So like as a baby I would feel like as a baby she'd find entertaining, but as a toddler, like a two-year-old, I don't think so. But, like, I kind of wish we could have got like, an episode, or something, like, in the episode where, like, you know the episode where Lincoln tries to change Lily to be, like, himself changing the baby? I wish there could have been a scene where, like, Wan was training Lily to pull off pranks, and then that's what influenced Lily to keep going, was Wan kind of, you know, influenced her or trained her, because, like, in the end, Luann is a terrible influence, I believe. Like, even, like, Lynn Maybe. Senior... Because, like, Lynn Senior was, like, we raised two of them. <laughs> yeah, he was really creeped out. And maybe in my opinion about Lily, maybe she yeah. got it from all of her siblings. Because she's been living a life with, with ten siblings in the house, right? Yeah. 
she got every influence through every single one of them even lincoln that's true that's true i would i would generally like to see if like lily is actually like into everything that her siblings are just because like she loves pranks from land so maybe she likes fashion from lenny or sports from lynn or something yeah that's like apart from lily's interest in finger painting that's what my opinion would be yeah yeah but uh, i wanted to ask um your overall thoughts on the episode what do you think of the episode overall i would say overall the episode was very entertaining for me as a loud casa fan but also, props to Christina Pacelli, who I did have a little question in my mind alone. How was she able to do a deep, raspy voice, oh. which really creeped me out one time <laughs> when I get, first saw it? Where's my juice? <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm still waiting you for that have juice. To get me out of here! <laughs> sorry, I'm still waiting for that juice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so good. That was great. I love that. Her deep voice was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Props to Christina. I think my favorite scene in the episode is like you see my profile picture on Discord. The scene where Lincoln finds out that's Lily, and he's like, like he turns, like he says, like, uh, wait, Lily's the prankster, and he like looks to the camera, and I'm like, same. A literal blank stare. I'm like, that's exactly how I felt. I'm like, what, Lily, really? Like yeah. I, I loved Lincoln this episode. Like he's my boy, and I I love that he broke the fourth wall again to introduce yeah. like the whole April Fool's thing with with Lily. Like, yeah, schooled, if I remember. Yeah, they remember, and also season cheating season five. They remember that Lincoln breaks yeah. the fourth wall, so it's cool. They like no good. It's like paying homages to the first season episodes. Yeah, yeah, season five is all about that. So it's cool that they like have Lincoln break the fourth wall sometimes and. Okay, I really enjoyed this episode. And when, of course, but yeah, I think it was a really fun episode. I think it's probably my second favorite of the April Fool's episodes next to um, Fool's Paradise. Yeah. I still like Fool's Paradise because of the homage to like horror films in that episode. And Wayne's plan and is actually genius, you know, like compared to the other stuff. Oh, go ahead. Let's see. Let's see some. About Fool's Paradise? Yeah. I think some scenes there went too far about how to control Luan during Prank Mania. Such as, such as pouring bleach all over Lucy. It's just, it's just far. It's just harsh. Even and, Lana with her rhubarb allergy. Yeah, like, Lana with her allergy. She get critically ill. That's just harsh. Yeah, I mean, that was... And let's see you're going behind their backs, but can you blame him? He's traumatized. I would understand completely from Lynn Senior, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah every prank. The, sh the hair shame, the, the whole mustard tsunami, I should call that in in the silence in one scene. I should yeah. call it mustard tsunami. I mean, the episode would be better if you just had an ending scene with Roddy and like in the first April Fool's episode. One day! <laughs> April Fool's rules. One day, Ranita. One day, Ranita. One day you'll come back for the April Fool's end of the saga, or if it keeps going in yeah. season six, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, because... yeah. But uh, let's see. Um, is there any um, final thoughts on Silence of the Wands before we go on to the next episode? Well, I don't know. But my favorite scene there is when Luan actually had this cute face squish with Lily. It, it's like 
It's like you, this really shows how much of a close bonding between these two siblings, the 15-year-old and the toddler. Yeah, yeah, because they... I really they... love that scene, to be honest. This just showed that you have a great sibling bonding together. Yeah, because I remember, overall. like, back in season one, Luann was actually Lily's translator. Like, I remember, like, in Homespun, yeah. when Lily tried to talk, Luann actually knew what she said, you know? Apart from Lisa and Lincoln, who can actually translate Lily's babbling earlier yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, so like, they've had close bonds since then. I just felt like the Lily being the prankster thing was kind of out of left field. Like, some people have told me they understand why, but I'm also like, I don't really get it. I mean, yeah. I understand, but I don't think it's a good twist. Like, I was saying, like, Fool's Paradise, you understand why Lynn Sr. went behind the family's back because he doesn't want to get pranked anymore. He's traumatized. You get why... Yeah, you get why he's a backstabber. I mean, it's bad, but you get why. With Lily, there's more just, oh, you liked me doing pranking? That That's not really much of a good... I still think... I still wish Luann and Lily were actually working together instead of Lily just loving the pranks to get Luann out of the funk. Like, there could be more to that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Alright, yeah, so let's move on to the next Loud House episode that premiered, which is uh, the uh, uh, Undercover Mom. Mom goes undercover as a student at the high school and becomes BFFs with Lenny, Luann, and Luna. So before we talk about the episode, we should talk about something very important that happened in the episode. Well, Luna said that Sam's her girlfriend! Woo! Yeah! Yes! It's official! I mean, it's been official, but we finally have the confirmation they're girlfriends in the show! In your face, Toxic Blood Casa fans. Luna is actually said the G word through Sam Sharp. Luna said Sam is her girlfriend. Said girlfriend. Yeah. They are girlfriends. It is canon. Take that! Haters. Yeah, yeah, great loud Tesla fans would say, we go, holy sh, holy shit, holy shit. Yeah. Oh man, I loved Omid's reaction to it. Did you see his reaction to it? So great. <laughs> I saw it live. Oh man. Live. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. I'm so happy for him. I'm, I'm happy for the Saluna fans. You got your confirmation. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. But also, no, go ahead. Props to somebody who wrote that script. Props to somebody who actually wrote that script that confirms Luna's bisexuality and her relationship with with good old Sammy. Props to, to somebody who wrote that. Yes, th thank you. Thank you whoever wrote that to finally have Luna say Sam is her girlfriend. I guess they, were, they weren't ready to have her say that they're girlfriends, but now that, that Luna finally said Sam is my girlfriend, it's finally <laughs> confirmed. We're all happy. We're yeah. celebrating. We've seen some moments with that since Ellis for Love, Perfect Gig, Racing Hearts, and even Band Together. Mm -hmm. This shows how much of a strong bond that Luna and Sam has together. Yeah, and they're still together. They're still girlfriends. Yeah. It's great. Unlike another ship. Oops. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, Letty fans. Oh, Chaz yeah. Letty shippers. I'm so sorry. sorry <laughs> While the Saluda fans are dancing around happy, the Chaz Letty fans are, oh... <laughs> You guys were screwed, Chazeni fans. Oh, man. I I kind of feel bad because I like Chaz Le Lenny. I like the yeah. idea of it. And then, like, now the now the whole song with Lenny thinking that Chaz... Did, she was wondering if Chaz liked her doesn't mean anything anymore because Lenny moved on. So, yeah. I think that 
Yeah, I think that whole development between Chance and Lenny just got completely erased. Even yeah. I, I, I don't know what they could have done with it, but I think because Chaz was also Lori's friend, he probably moved yeah. to college, maybe, hence why she moved maybe, on, I guess. Maybe Chaz is actually a college kid, so I that's my opinion. Yeah, it, yeah. Reason, it's probably that Lenny actually broke up with Chaz because he's actually in college. That's my opinion. I don't think they ever got together. I think that, like, Lenny thought, didn't know if he liked her or not. But maybe she yeah, just thought, maybe she didn't realize that he liked her, so nothing really happened. It's like the whole, it's like the whole LJX Francisco plot again. Oof. Just that whole twist. Or or Rocky and Lucy. Great. Oof. Rocky and Lucy, Sophie and Lana. Yeah, well, Lenny's got a new crush now, but all, all uh, those shit just got erased. Yeah. I mean, I, besides Sam and Benny, all the Ellis for Love ships are basically erased. <laughs> so, you know, the ones that matter so, aren't erased. The other ones that don't matter are gone. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, as even, long as they don't bring back Silas or Paige, so I'm good. <laughs> don't bring back Paige. <laughs> <laughs> don't bring back Paige, people. <gasps> because LinkedIn has a great relationship with little Ronnie Ann right now. Yes. Oh, stop it, guys. Don't erase Ronnie Kid. If you do, I'll riot Nickelodeon. <laughs> I'll keep my eye on you, Nickelodeon. Like, be like, it'll be like people who actually got angry with Jamie's Hall are getting erased in GOT. Oof. Oof. People yeah. got angry with that. Yeah, I mean, if, Ro if Ronnie Kid got erased, I think our whole fandom would probably riot. So I think Nickelodeon's like, no, we're not touching it. We're too scared to even try to touch it. No, don't you dare touch it. We will come for you. It'll be, like, be like this. To quote with I'm Boston Tom on YouTube during his reactions on FBE, it'll be like this. This thing! Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> people would really read like Tom Feldman right there. Oh, uh, but anyway, let's get back to talking about the actual episode Undercover Mom. Yeah, look, we're getting on. Yeah, we are, yeah. So, uh, Bert, um, overall... Yeah, so Bert... Oh, oh. Uh, so, so, Bert, overall thoughts on Undercover Mom, what did you think of the episode? Let's be, I'll give you honest with you. This episode alone actually pays homage to the CBS reality TV show Undercover Boss, which is actually a show on CBS, if in my opinion, I don't know if it's from CBS. So, so let's get back to it. Rita going undercover was one of the greatest ideas to do after he got it from a friend of hers in the Royal Woods Gazette. So she went in, into the RWHS as a new student under the name of Rita and tried to investigate about how teen life goes in Royal Woods High, specifically with her three daughters and you know what happens then later that they Rita didn't realize that things are gonna get a little bit too crazy in home and even Lynn Senior tries to play along right yes Lynn Senior tries to play along in the fact that that they didn't that Lenny Luna and Luan didn't realize that it was their mother who they're inviting at their own home that's just weird, right? Yeah, that is kind of right weird. There, Sunny? They had to like they had to dumb them down for the episode to work, very <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Even 
and it turns out, and there's even a revelation that it, Charles actually liked to sit on her lap. He's the only member of the left. She's the only member of the family to which Charles would sit on her lap. That was adorable. <laughs> that really blow her cover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I want to say this. In the end, she actually wrote, she instead wrote an article about how family bonding is important, and it's, it became a sign of apology to, to the three of them. And and they actually forgave their mother for what she did. So I want to say it was actually a good bonding together as a mother and as a mother, as a mother and daughter time during that moment in Royal Woods High. That's what I want to say. Yeah, I de I definitely agree because like I feel like this episode could have been done with Lori before she moved to college, but mm. I liked this idea of. Rita feeling like she's not connecting with her kids anymore because they're growing up. So I feel like it's kind of like, oh, go ahead. That's like how that's like how Lynn Senior would do. But the ironic yeah. twist in that episode in school is that he didn't even cry for Lincoln when he was gonna go to Canada. Oh, that's so <laughs> uh, my least favorite part of the episode. He's like, oh, everybody's oh, leaving. Lincoln, Lincoln going to Canada. Bye, son. Not gonna question this. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's really dumb. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. I really don't. It's like he's all upset that everybody's like growing up, and all of a sudden, like, Lincoln tells his family, Oh, I'm going to school in Canada. Bye, son! Have fun! <laughs> Come on. But, uh, Who anyway. But, anyway, but, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I really did like the concept of the episode where Rita felt like that she wasn't connecting with her kids, so she had to dress up to, like, pretend that she was another student. But I, I really. I, I, Okay. At least she gets a kiss from. At least she gets a kiss from Lily with a little bit of saliva. Oh, on true. It. Yeah, and of course, yeah, I I agree. The ending was really sweet. Like the the episode overall was fine, but I love the ending where she did write that article, just stating that all she wanted to do was was spend time with her kids. And I kind of I kind of wish she could have done this episode with Lori before she went to college, because it feels like an episode they could have done with Rita and Lori. They did an episode with her and Lynn Senior when she worked at Lynn's Lynn's table in season four, but I like this episode where it's like. Yeah, we gotta spend more time together because if we like if we spend time now, once once we're gone, you know, we won't have those moments anymore. So I really, I, it's like a nice, you know, like re yeah. relatable episode about bonding with your kids. It reminded me of a goofy movie, you know, where you yeah. just feel like that your kids are growing up too fast and you want to spend more time with them. And again, especially because Lori's gone and Rita didn't get that time to spend with her, I think she's projecting uh -huh. that loss onto. The three oldest, you know, loud family members that are left now. So it's cool to see your bond with the three. I, I really liked it. I liked the concept of it. Yeah. I want to say overall, personally, in my rating, I would have supposed to rate it as a 4.5. That matter. But instead, I'm just going to write it down as a 4. Oh, why is that? Man. Yeah, because of the how the plot runs through it. I know there's some a little bit of a fiasco behind the behind relationships between Lenny. Yeah, that's it. That's I that's fair. That's entirely yes. fair. I mean, I think it's decent. Like, I'm not really good yes. at ranking episodes. Like, when someone asked me, "Do you, how you rank an episode?" Like, 
out of five, I'm like, I don't know, like, it's decent. I don't know if it's like a three or 4.5, you know, but I think it was pretty decent, like, really decent episode. Yeah. But yes, let's jump over, now let's jump over to the Casa Grandes! Yes, the Casa Grandes! Go ahead. Ole, let's do this. Ole! <laughs> yes, Casagrandes. We're all familiar. Yes. So we're gonna talk about two episodes from the Casagrandes new episodes. And the first episode uh, we're gonna talk about is of course the big hyped episode. The second episode featuring a very popular ship, Carolade! We finally got another Carolade shipping shipping episode Are again. Adelaide people. Yes, yes, so that's Karate Chops. Uh, used to be top dog, Carl can't handle when Adelaide joins his karate class and becomes the star student. So, Bert, how'd you feel about getting the next Carlade episode for this pairing? First of all, I did not expect that Adelaide was, was such a great master in martial arts. I should say being uh, a martial arts prowess. I did not expect that from her, from the cute little sass bucket but sure Carl tries sure Carl tried to to get Adelaide out of karate school by trying to rig the entire boards but that's just Carl being in character mm-hmm. I want to I did also emphasize what Omid said on Twitter alone about this episode to be honest it really differs from any episodes focusing on a character's selfishness, unlike unlike those with Clyde, unlike those with Clyde and Ronnie and last time in their own specific episodes, flying solo and teacher's spread respectively, because the, it really focuses on the character's own selfishness. That's, I gotta be honest with you for that. Again, back to this. I did not expect that that Ellie was actually a martial arts prowess, and we didn't even know, expect to see Par as well. We all know Par, right? Yes. He's a guy who's he's a guy who always loves the extreme. That's what I would say. I did not expect that Par would also be a martial arts prowess as well. Oh yeah, me either. Yeah, no, oh. I was... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, sorry. Another <laughs> plot twist as well. How in the world is Breakfast Bot alive since oh. I Breakfast Bot? I've got so many questions on that. <laughs> I am so confused. How is Dennis still alive after getting thrown into the menudo and have his own delicious death? That's yeah, just like, weird. The ending of, of I Breakfast Bot made it seem like that Dennis was still alive and would come back yeah. for revenge. But then this episode is just like, oh, I just rebuilt yeah. him. He's fine yeah. now. Like, really? Yeah. Y- y- really? I'll just, throw, just throw his evil personality off the window and let's just. Like, that's all you him. had to do was just rebuild him what? and make him not evil? That's that's literally all you had to do? <laughs> like. Are they, are they stupid? Yeah, it's like, wait, so that, that means the whole episode of I Breakfast Bot meant nothing. All you had to do was just oh rebuild him and make him not evil. Like, seriously. What have you done to breakfast spot, you idiots? Well, I mean, I... What have you done? Like, Sid said... I, I don't know, Sid said he was a new model, but I believe he she rebuilt him not to be evil anymore. 
But I'm so like, I don't know whether it's Dennis or Breakfast Bot. Like she referred to it breakfast, as Breakfast Bot, like, so it's not Dennis. Mark II? Yeah, like it's I don't. Like... I, it's it's yeah. it's a new version, but she refers yeah. to it as Breakfast Bot. But in the episode he was called Dennis, so I don't know what to refer to him as anymore. What do we call him? Breakfast Bot or Dennis? I don't know. I don't even know if it's Dennis or not. I'm so confused. I I I think he's, she's a new model, but. Yeah. Also, she could have rebuilt him, so she, he's not evil anymore. I don't know. I'm so confused. Because in the episode, yeah. I breakfast bot, she she did rebuild him, and then I think she made a new version in the episode, but then she also rebuilt this one. I don't know. I'm, like, making this more complicated than it should be. It's like, it's like you just drew out the continuity alone about that. Yeah, like it's, just, it's very confusing. I wish they could have... Like, since should have... Like, they should have... Yeah, no, go ahead. Seriously, Cosmoliders, what, what are you thinking? Like that- Seriously, Cosmoliders, what like, are you really thinking about Breakfast Bot's character? Like, that should be placed in continuity- I'm gonna remember this for continuity tomorrow, just to remember the uh, the Breakfast Bot continuity. This needs to be questioned, too. Yeah, Everybody needs to I should have wrote, wrote that in their Twitter questions, but Yeah, sure. like, I, I feel like Sid should have explained it better, like, if she would have said, Oh, we're gonna work on the new model that's not evil anymore. Then it would be Dennis. But she said we have to work on the new breakfast bot. So it's like, is it a new model or is it Dennis? We we have no idea. There's no good explanation for it. Yes, to quote what what Sid said, it's okay. I can always rebuild. I'm more worried about you guys. Sure. Yeah. Sure, sure, yeah, can, sure, sure, can, why not? Yeah, why whatever. not? <laughs> sure, okay. Alright, All right. episode didn't need to happen, Ned. If <laughs> you could just rebuild him. Alright, good enough. <laughs> and it's like, oh, he's back. He's back? Why? I don't know. He's just back. Okay, thanks, I guess. <laughs> but, um, what about the rest of the episode? The, the Carl Lane episode? Besides that. <laughs> I'm gonna say, Carl being selfish alone is actually in character overall but but for adelaide i can see a good future for little adelaide because yeah she can be a good martial arts prowess she can get into competitions in the future let's just also the par i hope we can see more about par's background as well since we only know him as a produce guy now we actually know him as a as a martial arts sensei and that, that i'd be honest with you Okay, well, uh, alright. And, and, and as for me, you know, I was very excited that this was the next uh, Carlade episode since we got Uptown Funk, which is a very perfect episode for, for the pairing, of course. And getting the next, you know, like, step in the Carlade relationship, you know, because we got it in Blunder Party, too, is really yeah. cool, but I don't really... Yeah, yeah, and I don't really call this a Carlade episode, per se, because the shipping aspect of it, like, Uptown Funk is perfect as a shipping episode. Like, they're in the entire episode, they're working together, you know, Carl's still selfish, but hey, it's focused on them more, like, hanging out and stuff. This episode was more of a Carl episode, feeling jealous of Adelaide, who is really just very good at karate right away, and... Can I be, on no, I be honest? Yeah. Can I be honest? Carl Carlino's selfish and swindling behavior is actually in character. It's not like really 
selfish. No, no, that's absolutely. No, Carl is, that's definitely a character for him. Like we <laughs> talked about, you know, with, with certain characters like, you know, Clyde in, or Roddy Ann, their selfishness like, is, is out of left field because yeah, they're not, they're like not, they're not, yeah, because they're not portrayed as selfish. And when they are, it feels weirdly out of character for them. Like Roddy Ann being selfish and teacher's fret was more of like, okay, well, they're trying to make her turn back into her season one version of herself, but in the worst way possible, you know? And Clyde, Clyde is like, I've seen him, like, you could see him being selfish, but, like, he, like, the way he went about it, also, he broke his f best friend's voice, you know? Like, yeah. that's, that's really horrible, <laughs> you know? Like, 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 yeah. You just... Like ruining your friendship with your own best friend that's just that's your best be friend honest. and you're gonna break his voice just because you want the part which by the way lincoln didn't even want in the first place and you knew that so i didn't get yeah. that and then ronnie and her selfishness was based on her reputation because oh my dad's dating my teacher and i don't care if my dad's happy all i care about is me 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 and i was and i was happy that they broke up like you didn't even care that your dad was happy, like, please. You know the but... fact that Arturo is divorced. You know the yeah. fact that Arturo and Maria are divorced. Yes. You're, you're trying to ruin your papa's relationship with The with best relationship teacher? he's had was... since, since your mom and dad broke up. And, and she was happy in the beginning, but all because it's her teacher, she's upset, and then she's selfish and doesn't care about her dad's happiness. And then once she thinks that they broke up, she's all like... She's like, oh, I'm sorry, but all they did was like, oh, I'm sad because my soccer team lost. Like, no, no, I mean, yeah, I'm so sorry. Right. Whoops. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. That episode is still my least favorite episode of the entire show. It's just when you bought your, when you butch my favorite character like that, oh, you I, just get, You just yeah. watch little Ronita. Yeah, but back to Carl. Like, Carl, you understand that he is a selfish character because there's been so many episodes like where he has he knows a scheme. How to swindle. Right. So like in Monster Cash and Right, the zoo episode, the kid plays in the picture, all Carl like any episode where Carl was being a schemer, like that's in character for him. He's super selfish. Like, for example, like Right. Like Lincoln, for example, like some people some people have told me like, how come you think Roddy and being selfish is bad, but what about Lincoln? Lincoln's always been selfish. Like season one, Lincoln, super selfish. Season 5, Lincoln, like, season cheating, super selfish kid. That's in character for Lincoln, because I've seen him be that yeah. way. Whereas, that, like... That's the Lincoln formula for you. Right, yeah, because, like... Like you said, it's the Lincoln formula. Yeah, the Lincoln Lau formula. Oh, mead! <laughs> yeah, I still hate that. Anyway, but, um, Yeah. But again, Carl being selfish, totally understandable, and you get why he's upset, because... Adelaide just pops out of nowhere and is like, hey, I'm going to join the class because I'm actually really good, which kind of came out, like, kind of came out of nowhere. Like, I feel like the setup of this episode was way too fast. Like, I kind of wish that Carl was, like, Carl was already in the class, but I would have I liked it where maybe Carl was coming back from karate class and Adelaide wanted to come, like, you know, play with him or asked him to play with him. And he's like, oh, no, Adelaide, I have to practice karate. And that's when she's like, huh, karate. And that's when she joins. She just joins automatically really fast in the beginning. It's like, what, huh, where, what, why? And now she's suddenly good at it. Like, it seemed like it went way too quickly. And also, like, like again, like, Carl tried to find this way to 
you know, sabotaged Adelaide, which worked. It worked. He sabotaged her, but then he had to humiliate himself in front of the entire class because if he he didn't do this, you know, this move, then Pars Dojo would close down, which would be bad. And also, like, he stole Breakfast Bot's arms, but like yeah. the 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 funniest, but like the most underwhelming yeah. part of this episode was Sid, where like. He stole Breakfast Bot's arms, but Sid wasn't even mad about it. Like <laughs> yeah, she just nonchalantly took Breakfast Bot's arm. That's just funny. She's just like, okay, hi Carl, bye Carl. Like, what was the point of that? And she's not even going to react to it. Just like, oh, you stole his arms. Oh, that's fine. Bye. Like they, oh, like they didn't weird. need to like they didn't need to shoehorn Roddy in. Like I love seeing my girl Roddy in, but he didn't need to shoehorn her and Sid into the episode for no reason, not to do anything. Like. The fact that Carl was sabotaging it, like Sid's little sister, and Sid like did nothing in this episode other than just be like, "Oh, hey, I'm still a bit, I'm still a relevant character in the show." Like, I don't know. Like, mm. I felt like maybe Roddy and Sid didn't need, especially because Roddy and all she did in the episode was like, "Oh, hey, Carl, are you doing the thing?" And I don't want to know about the thing. Like, did you really need to be here, Roddy? And I don't know. It was such a waste of her character. Like, I just. Felt like they just put it in to remind us, oh yeah, Sidani's still a thing. We get it. We know they're the best friend duo. We see them all the time. You don't need to shoehorn them into every episode. We get it. Like, but it's just, I just, I just wish Sid played a bigger role than what she did in the episode, you know? Yeah. And I've, at least, at least Carl got his own karma. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I didn't, I didn't need to complain so much about it, but I feel like this episode could have been a lot more than it was. Like, I was excited for another Carl Wayne episode, and I love that in the end, Adelaide didn't give any shit to Carl. Like, Carl was apologizing, and she was like, so, you're saying I'm better than you? Yes. Uh, well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> like, Adelaide gives no shits. I love it. Like, Adelaide's the best. Like, the fact that when she just doesn't give a shit about what Carl does, it's absolutely wonderful. Like, like Adelaide's probably one of the best characters in the show, next to Carl and Sid and Roddy and then vice versa. But, you know, like, it's not better than Uptown Funk. I still think Uptown Funk's a better episode. But it was still nice yeah. to get an episode with these two, you know? Always nice to see them together. I agree with that. But, um, let me see. Any other final thoughts on Karate Chops? Well, no. Well, like I said, like I said earlier, I hope we get a good future with Adelaide, and I hope we get to see more with Par, with his character alone. Yeah, like I do because like that Par is 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 supposed to be Bobby's best friend, and we see Par sometimes like with Bobby, but it's cool that being he, the produce guy. Yeah, it's cool Probably that. Oldest guy, yeah. but he was also like a freaking daredevil. Yeah, so it's cool that he owns his own dojo now, since he's supposed to be into really intense and extreme stuff. So it's cool that that he's ha that he has like kind of a like a like an interest outside of just being Bobby's best friend. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I really do want to see again more Carl and Adelaide episodes. Of course, they pro they they've realized. This pairing is very popular. That's why they made a second ep or well, well, I say second episode because like they were in Blender Party, but wasn't about them. So I say second episode focusing on them. But I really want to see like a, a sequel to Uptown Funk, where it's about Carl and Adelaide, and not just a Carl focused episode like this one was. It wasn't really a shipping episode for the two. I agree. 
All right, so let's move on to the final episode of the Casa Grandes, which is Taco Ooh. the Town. Tacos. I'm so hungry <laughs> for tacos. Um, anyway, let me buy one. So Hector starts selling Rosa's delicious tacos, but gets overwhelmed when they're more popular than the Mercado. So, Bert, what'd you think about Taco the Town, the Hector and Rosa episode? I think it was actually an interesting episode because we didn't normally we didn't see much more focused episodes between between Run, Ronnie and Abuelo and Abuela. Personally, we didn't see get we didn't even have a actual focused episode between Hector and Rosa generally, aside from for that other episode, which one of us would be peeved about it. Uh, which one is so, that? I think that was Grandparent Trap. Oh! <laughs> oh, that was the Missed Opportunity episode before Teacher's Fret became the Missed Opportunity episode. <laughs> now I actually appreciate Grandparent Trap for what it tried to do compared to Teacher's Fret. I- I think I get- I think I'm giving that episode the benefit of the doubt, you know? It was bad yeah. at the time. Oh, not- it wasn't bad, but it was- it was mediocre at the time, but I actually kind of praise it now for what it did. But, uh, go ahead, yeah. sorry. <laughs> I understand that. I understand that, Sunny. So, again, what happens if you- If you have one thing to do, and- And that is- If your role are reversed, this is what happened, actually, when- when Abuelo became, becomes the housewife and Rosa works in the Mercado. So, yeah. <laughs> Heck, so yeah, Hector actually lost his passion in being being in the Mercado alone because you see how the entire apartment transformed alone. Right? Right, you yeah. How, how the entire apartment transformed when Rosa starts selling her own homemade tacos because everyone liked it, right? Right, exactly. And it turns and the fact that Rosa makes more money than Hector working in the mercado without a doubt. And Abuelo felt really upset that he actually missed being in the mercado. That's that's what I'd be honest with you, right? Right, yes. Yeah, go ahead. So what, okay. Um, so what's I think, your opinion about it? Okay. So what's well, your opinion about it? I think this episode is a very interesting character study episode. Like, I, I felt it came out, like, this episode comes out of nowhere and, like, the concept of it. Like... I was thinking this episode would be kind of like a generic, just cut, to, like one of those generic Casagrande forgettable episodes, like, to me some of them are like Fast Feud, or, again, like, Grandparent Trap is one of them, too, like, what, like, or even Who's Shopping for Dinner, like, the, like the, uh, the underrated episodes that don't really, like, have significance to a character study or, or development, but they really took a swing at the idea of, what if Hector and Rosa switched places for the day and, right and rosa was taking over the mercado and hector became rosa like i liked that <laughs> idea very much like it was a very interesting idea yeah. that hector I, go ahead i i even laugh at the part that that abuelo tries to hit carl with the chancla 
which actually fails. <laughs> You're turning to a Puebla! You're turning to a Puebla! Yeah. I loved him ha even having the Rosa, like, the bun, and even looking like Rosa, too. Like, it just really, really well done. Like, yeah, I, I liked the concept of it. I've I'm surprised they haven't done... I've, like... I'm very surprised they never done they haven't done this yet. Like yeah. I thought they would have done this before, but the idea of like Rosa became coming popular with the Mercado and turning it into like, you know, like a hip food stand, like instead of a store, yeah. now it's like with food and stuff, and Hector taking over as the surrogate, you know, like grandmother or uh, abuela the to the housewife, yeah, housewife. and having to help, you know, CJ with project and stuff like that and you know, yeah. I felt like I, I wanna okay. see this. Poor CJ, he actually failed in that cake. Yeah, I think <laughs> he says that something like, uh, it's no bueno, or something like that. Like, he was very upset about it. But, yeah. uh, you know, I felt like this episode, like, the idea of Hector taking over Rosa, I feel like it should have been in a different episode than this one. Like, it really, yeah. it takes a while for the setup of Ro Hector becoming Rosa, then Rosa becoming Hector, and, like, the end is so abrupt. It kind of ends abruptly. Like, it weirdly ends. Everyone's fighting over the last taco. Yeah, it's so weird. It's a weird ending. Like, I, I feel like it was such I, a cop-out ending. Like, it, I, 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 they didn't know how to end the episode. So it was like, they're all fighting over tacos. Okay. That's yeah. how you end the I mean, episode? I mean, but I only like about it is the fight cloud. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I, I also... I like and I know I talked about how I don't like Rodia B. Shoehorn the episodes. And again... They did a semi girl again, where basically all she served in the episode was just to tell Hector the moral. Like, she's like, hey, uh, why don't you just tell Rosa how you feel? How about taking your own advice, Ronnie? <laughs> like, That's she's. Just she's weird. Like, yeah, it was so weird. Like, like Hector could have figured that out on his own, but Ron like, I liked that Ronnie was there to comfort him, but it was just so weird that she was just like, hey, just tell Rosa how you feel. Sure, Ronnie, and that always works. <laughs> yeah, totally tell him how you feel. Like, why don't you just take your own advice? Maybe you should have maybe you should have thought about that when you did that in Teacher's Fret or Under Mess, the episode where you should have told your friends how you felt. Maybe she's learned since then. Maybe she's learned since then. I'll give her credit. If she realized, hey, maybe after Under Mess and Teacher's Fret, I should have just told the truth of how I felt. Maybe she's learned since then. Good job on you, Ronnie. And like again, like I was really happy to see her in these episodes, but not happy that they just shoehorned her, shoe the episodes just to be like, Hey, I'm still here, remember me? I'm the main character! Yes, we know, Roddy, and you don't need to be in every single episode, sweetie. <laughs> uh, but I did, have some, I did have some interesting tidbit. Okay, go ahead. You remember, you remember those hipster couple from Friended with the Cross of Grande? I do, they yes! Actually, they were in this episode! They actually appeared in this episode. As well yeah that was that was funny yeah, yeah I, i'm surprised you saw them those hipster couple yeah i get i guess they needed more background characters so like oh hey we remember these hipster characters let's just put them in the background sure and, like oh and there's also jim sparkle too from fast yeah uh that episode i don't get why people are voting for fast feud in the poll stop voting for fast feud it's not that good of an episode come on, come on i'm not interested in fast feud guys 
Yeah, like, I don't get why, why, I guess, because it's, a, I, I mean, if, it, if it's like, oh, because it's a Sedani episode, that doesn't mean it's a good episode, guys, that doesn't mean it's a good episode, it's not, it's a forgettable yeah. episode, nobody yeah. remembers it, I remember it because I have to keep up with the show, so I was happy to at least yeah. see Jim well, Sparkle yeah. again, because they remember him, because continuity, good job, Casagrandes, don't, don't screw it up like Teacher's Fret, but good job. But <laughs> I just and don't like that Ryan just pops out on screen. Oh yeah, that was that was funny though because she was trying to teach um Rosa what like like because her friend said like oh your tacos are legit a hundreds so like Rosa says something like she's like they are legit a thousand and Ryan pops up like a hundred like that was cute that was cute <laughs> uh, I can't complain about Ryan I mean I already did but like. She's my girl. Like I, I, I mean, you know, I can play with like, like, like it's too hard to an episode sometimes. But when I see her, when I see her do something cute, you know, I have to like be like, yes, that's my girl. I love her. But, um, but back to the, the main point. Um, yeah, I, I really liked the concept of this episode. Just Hector taking over as Rosa was very interesting. I really wish they could have done this like earlier in the series. I'm surprised they took them this long to do something like this. And you know. Again, we haven't ha really had an episode about Rosa and Hector as a relationship. Like, we've had Rosa episodes, we've had Hector episodes, we've had them in episodes, or even Grandparent Trap. I mean, Grandparent Trap is the closest we've had about their relationship, but it was mostly focused on Roddy and thinking they would, they would break up. Whereas here, it was about their relationship and how they need each other, but they also fit into, into their roles. Like... You don't want Rosa working in the Mercado so much. She misses cooking for her family and taking care of her family. And Hector loves the Mercado and working there. But also does love the family, but also doesn't want Rosa to work herself to death. So I liked it. He was like, I'll do anything. I'll pay for a vacation. I'll take you to the spa. Anything. Like, it was so sweet. I love Rosa and Hector as a pairing. They're adorable. I want more episodes about them as a relationship. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think this episode was was very good, actually. I agree. For me, it has actually a moral lesson alone, that love is more is more bigger than money itself. There's no... There's no... There's nothing more stronger than love. That's what I want to say, alright? Yeah, like, at that scene where Hector was, like, crying to the money, and Roddy is like, are you crying into money? But Hector's like, I liked it better when we had no money. I, I, I liked that. I liked that even though... The Mercado was making loads of money from Rosa and her tacos. Hector started to realize that money didn't matter. All he, all that mattered was that was familia. Like that's all he missed was the family. And I, I liked that part of the episode. Like again, this episode could have been just a generic episode about you know them like making tacos at the Mercado, but they actually put a very emotional core to the episode that I wasn't expecting, and I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I agree with that. Is there any other final thoughts on this episode for you? No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Great. So yeah, all these episodes, all four of these episodes from both shows, were all really, really solid episodes. Would you say? Uh, I'm gonna say it's all. I'm gonna say so far, the recent episodes that were aired on Nickelodeon this last March was good so far. That's yeah. what I want to see. Alright, yeah. I, d I definitely, like, I really agree. I think they were all very solid episodes. And it was great to get both shows back. But yes, of course, we are on a hiatus 
for the entire month of April, unless something changes at the last minute. But I think we won't get the shows back until the the, the month of May because of the anniversary of the Loud House, and so we might we we, we won't be back till then. But Bert, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for coming on my show and talking about these episodes again. So thank you so much for coming on. I want to say, I want to say it's been an honor to be a guest of your podcast since it's been my first, so it's been an honor. And I hope I hope this podcast would be more on the Lad House and the Casa Grandes all the time. Oh, well, of course. So it's been a great that's all I talk about in my, my life is Loud House and Casa Grandes. Nothing's changing about that. I mean, this show's been here since... For, now it's going to be... This year, it's going to be two years old I'm doing this show, which is crazy. <laughs> Very crazy. So, yeah, I ain't stopping. I ain't stopping until the show stops, but I'm going to be here for a while. So, no, I'm going to keep going. But, again, thank you so much for being a first-time guest, and I hope to have you on again another time. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, that was... We are okay. to be another guest in another one. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I will definitely keep you in mind for next time. But, uh, so, before we go, Bert, is there any social media you'd like to plug on my show? Um, yes. You can actually, you guys can actually support me on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash realgilbertgun. I've been doing a lot of art and, and I often post some some reviews of all the Loud House episodes in there. You can also find my works on Kofi, which is at Kofi.com slash RealGilbertGun. But I also do a lot of art works on the you can always see me popping out there on DeviantArt or any other social media. Instagram all, <laughs> all my social media handles, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, DeviantArt, Patreon, and Kofi. You can always find me there as at Real Gilbert Gun. So, again, thank you so much for, for having me here, Sunny. I hope we can I can be here on, on another episode of the Loud of the Castle Loud Chats. All right, and thank you, Bert. I'll make sure to link all of those in the description. And again, thank you so much for coming on. And as for me, if you have any questions about the podcast or want to discuss the podcast with me, you can contact me over at Exciting Clips on Twitter or the podcast's Twitter, Casa Loud Chats. And again, we don't know when we'll see you next time because we don't know when the shows are going to be back, but we're assuming May, as I am going to be having the next episode of this show is going to be the 50th episode of Casa Loud Chats, which is crazy. And it's going to be around the same time as the 50th. A fifth anniversary of the Loud House, so woo, yes, yes. So I'm maybe I'm gonna try to do something big for the 50th episode of my show and the five year anniversary. I don't know yet. I haven't decided. But because I'm busy with school this month and I'll be graduating next month, I'm gonna be very busy with school stuff. So I'm gonna put my show on hiatus until both the Loud House and the Casa Grandes come back with new episodes. So whatever that is, we'll see you next time on Casa Loud Chats.